critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. And we are on the air. It is 7 p.m. on Wednesday. So true. You know what that means. It's the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. Hello, listeners. Are you ready to get your minds blown? To party. Wait, what? Justin, are you doing well? Yeah. Are you? I'm doing good. I've got to introduce Dave now. You use that uh, coupon book? Yeah. No, not once. Mm, (laughs) Wow. Because you never bought it. Also with me. Dave Burles Berlin. Yeah, I'm ready for you to show it to us. Huh? Oh, yeah. What? I will. But you know, show them to me. Hmm. It's it's been it's been a tough week, guys. A week and a half. So true. It's been a struggle. In a for a week and a half, we have been in a foxhole of life. Do you know what I mean? Nope. Not really. Let me paint the scene for the folks who don't know what I'm talking about. Paint it. Your alarm goes off in the morning. Yeah. You wake up looking out at a world that looks an hour darker. Why does it look an hour darker? Because it is an hour darker. Every morning you wake up and try to convince yourself it's not an hour earlier than the clock says. But you know it is because we sprang forward, guys. We sprang forward a week and a half ago. Yeah, I've been messed up. There's GST, baby. There's no cheating your body. Nope. It's like you've time you've changed time zones without changing time zones, and it's rough. Exactly. Every, every morning I wake up and I know I had to get up an hour earlier, and it kills me. Girl, come on. It kills me. Yes. I'll I'll probably be tired for months now. I mean, it, it's it's a struggle. The struggle of daylight saving. It's a real struggle, you know? Yeah, and when you're falling asleep at like 8 o'clock, that's even worse. Because you're fatigued from getting up an hour earlier. It's rough. By the way, right now there's some guy in Sudan on the internet that's like, this is why I hate America right here. So true. This guy's complaining about having to get up an hour. I hate him. That's basically. You'll see. In just a little bit. Oh, That's okay. right. Little, little teaser right there. But that is our biggest hurdle in life right now, guys. First world probs. But don't worry. Don't fret. There is a bright side. Every tunnel has a light. Here's the great side of things. Are you ready? My ready. Cl- my clock in my car finally reads the correct time. Sweet. Yes! Oh, because you never did it. I never said it. Oh, no. nice. Oh, no. you're one of those people. Yeah, exactly. I know there's there's at least one listener out there that's like me that's too lazy to change their clock, and they don't have a fancy enough car that changes on its own. So for the past year, their clock is just an hour off. So are all the, like, your stove and your microwave, are they all the wrong? Well, they're yes. the right time now. Yes. But they were all wrong. And usually when the, uh, when the electricity goes off, and it comes back on just flashing, it'll flash for like, you know, months. Wow. And I won't change it back. Really? Yeah. What's wrong with you? I can't stand it. You're an animal. That's tough, man. What's wrong? Every time a passenger gets in my car, they're like, hey, do you know, your clock's an hour off. 
Just press the See, H button. See, you're that person, and I'm the person that I get in your car, and I don't even say that it's off. I just fix it for you because I feel bad yeah. for you. Ah, you can't in mine. Yep. Yep. Why? Because it doesn't have intuitive clock change. There's not just a set button. There's not an, an M and H button. No, in an hour? no. What? If anybody else has a Honda the same model as me, you gotta. They basically made it so only like people with a computer programming degree can get through it. You got all these codes. You gotta hold down something on your radio, and then you gotta press the adjust buttons on the radio to get your clock to change. What? It's not worth it. Because every time I have to look up in the book how to do it. Because I don't even remember. Because it's been six months since I've changed it. Yeah! Come on. Come on, Honda. But now, no worries. It's set again. Back on track. I'm on track. Now, I realize some of you out there may have originally set your clocks to standard time and not daylight savings time. So, which means for the next seven months, your clocks are going to be wrong. Jeez. For everybody going through that. You're going to be an hour late. I'm sorry. You're going to have to endure it for the next seven months. I mean, what else do you do? Change your clock? Nope. No, that's insanity. That's a fact. So they're just going to have to be back an hour. I understand what you're going through, guys. I just got through going through that exact same horrible atrocity. Yes! But no more. No more. That insanity's done. That's right. You want to know what else is insane? Hmm. Your beard. The show. I Boom. Dave was correct. So was Justin, but that yeah. wasn't what I was going for. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's a fact. Let's fire this show up. Are you ready? Fire it up, man. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Guys, we've got a fantastic show. We've got owner-operator of Big Time Bites website, Mr. Rich Cho, on the show. Rhyme. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Rich Cho on the show. Cho. What? Yes. show on the show. We've, we've got great music. From former guests, we got great music from the band of Heathens, Helmsman, and the Georgia Flood. All three. I can't the wait. trifecta. Yeah, it's going to be good. But let's Flooded with talent. We always are. We always are. Let's start off with the birthday suit. Guys, are you ready for this one? I don't know if you are. It's a doozy. Just do it. Here we go. Happy birthday, Mr. President. It may be my favorite so far. I, I'm... Uh. I'm Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Born on March 21st, 1978, in Fresno, California. Fresno. That's right. As 1978? A, yes. As a child, he moved from Fresno to Carson City and back to Fresno. Okay. Our birthday suit dropped out of high school in ninth grade to focus on dancing. That's right. Oh, yeah. Dancing. Later in life, he achieved his GED. He danced with a nonprofit organization called Dance Empowerment and eventually came back to be a backup dancer for Michael Jackson, Justin Timberlake, and Destiny's Child. Ooh. He married Char Jackson in 2001 and had two children with her. Hmm. However, in 2004, he divorced Char Jackson and married Britney Spears. Oh, oh. K-Fed. Yeah! yeah! Kevin that is a weird... Kevin Federline! That is the weirdest birthday suit today. All right! Dude, the, <laughs> the clues were throwing me for a loop. I Who like, is Char Jackson? <laughs> Mr. Kevin Federline. Oh, my God. Is he fat or did he lose weight? 
No, he's back in it. You know, he went on celebrity uh, fitness challenge, whatever it is. Yeah, like yeah, Biggest Loser. Yeah, or whatever. except on VH1. Okay, that they have, and he lost a bunch of weight. Cool yeah. man, good for him. He's got six kids. Say what? He's got two kids. Very fertile. With uh, Victoria Prince, a former volleyball player, he's currently married oh, to her. Dang, yeah. good for him. Yeah. yeah. So he's got two kids with Shar Jackson, two kids with uh, Britney Spears. That's a breeder Spears, right there, a volleyball and player. Two kids. With Victoria Wait, Prince. Wait, he's got kids with Britney Spears? Yeah, two of them. Yes! Yeah, he's really? he's riding the alimony pony. He gets uh, two, uh, 20000 per month for his two kids there. Woo! Wow. Yeah. That's a fact. K-Fad doing stuff. Good for him. Do you guys, by the way, have his album? Because hmm. it's, a, it's a hot one. Playing, no. playing with fire. Ooh, hot. Ooh, nice. I see what you did there. Yeah, right? Uh, like that's a recent album that no. he released? Oh, okay. He dropped that in 2006. It's okay. a classic. Nice. Is it any good? Nah, I don't know. I've never actually heard it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I'm not taking Super away hot from fire. KFED. I just haven't taken the time to listen to it. They did say Billboard, I read a review for it. They said he enunciates well on the album. Sweet. Well, that's always good. So that's a great go. compliment. Exactly. KFED, his birthday. That's right. Mic drop. You know what I'm 40. saying? 40. Happy 40th. Yes, indeed. All right, guys. Are you ready to rip some headlines? Rip them. And now the news. Guys, let me give you a scenario. Let's say we're out in the woods of California, hmm. and suddenly a California state truck filled with California state workers comes barreling down the trail you were on and hits us. Jeez. If you were alive, you'd sue the state of California, am I right? For sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Claudia Ackley is suing the state of California for just that, except it's a little slightly different reason of why she's suing the uh, the state. Instead of getting hit by a state car, she says she saw Bigfoot, and California won't acknowledge that they exist. Word. So she's suing California for that? That's right. Because they won't acknowledge Bigfoot's existence. Makes so, sense, right? So she didn't get hit by a not at all. No. Nope. I was just giving you a scenario of why you what, would, why you why actually you would, would sue someone. Yes. Oh, okay. That's a fact. She's suing them because Bigfoot exists and they For won't trying to hide him. They they won't acknowledge it. It's ridiculous. So it's about a government secret. About a year ago, her and her daughters uh, they were out in the woods for a stroll, and they came upon Bigfoot. They have video. Finally. I actually watched it. You can't really see what's in it. There's just a big shadow that they say that's where the Bigfoot was. Uh-huh. Um, you can't really see what it is. But they say that it's uh, that it's Bigfoot in there. So uh-huh. she's suing I believe them. California to acknowledge that they exist. She doesn't want any money. She just wants peace of mind that they exist. However, a professor that deals with uh, these uh, sort of cases said you can't sue the state of California to protect a species if you can't prove the species exists. Hmm. Sort of makes sense, right? Yes. Um, he said this applies to everything from a snail to Bigfoot. Okay. All right. A but snail. She said the experience was life-changing. So life-changing, she said, quote, I realized at that point, looking at the creature, that there's so much of life that we don't know. Amen. Life is so beautiful, and I'm wasting my years. I lost 125 pounds and decided to get a divorce. What? What? 
Bigfoot made you do that? Bigfoot made me not Where's the correlation there? Talk about Biggest Loser. We need Bigfoot on Biggest Loser, getting people to lose weight. We just need a sighting of Bigfoot. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, she says uh, that the state is there to protect the public, and they're not doing their jobs, right? Nope. She said, if I can save one life, it will be worth it. Hmm. I'm not an expert on this subject, guys, but I think currently we're still at zero deaths a year from Sasquatch. Nope. I think. Nope. I'm no expert, but I'm pretty sure it's still zero. Well, California may have given those deaths to someone else. They may have hid them. Yep. Yep. Conspiracy. Knew it. Uh, Government secret. Guys, you remember back when I told you about the story of the fella in upstate New York that wasn't a fan of people using his backyard for their snowmobiles, so he decided to decapitate them with booby traps? Yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well, it's happening again. Wait, why? This time, instead of New York, it's New Mexico. How is it so common? And instead of snowmobiles, it's kayaks. What the heck? And instead of wire, it's bar wire and razor wire. Holy smoke. Yeah. Waterways have always been a public resource, right? For people to fish, paddle, wade, float in. Yep. So just the water that's public property. Justin's the expert on that. Right? On what? However, (laughs) in 2015, New Mexico passed a law that makes streams that run through private property part of the private property. They did it really quietly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they just passed this law. Nobody really knowed, uh, knew. So people that own the land with rivers and streams now put up razor wire to keep people out. Uh, only difference from this one to the uh, New York one, this one's not uh, illegal. Wow. So um, He legally, what is it? like? It's, it can't so be it's, self-defense or it's trespassing on yes. their property? Yeah. So That's you crazy. injure yourself on, on private property, right? Crazy, yes. So... If you guys were planning on going to New Mexico for a little kayaking trip, make sure you check first. I haven't heard any reported injuries from this yet, but to be continued. Why can't people just let people kayak in peace? I don't know. I don't know. Don't guys, be a turd. big, you can say that. Guys, big you news. We finally got the update of the world's happiest countries. Woo-hoo. Did you catch this? Did you I, see the report? I saw it. Did you see who was number one? Nope. Finland. That's right. If you want to be happy, you got to go to Finland. Yeah, number two. I why they're so happy. Norway. Sweet. Number three, Denmark. Nice. They're all right next, That's to, each right. Other. next to each other. Iceland, Switzerland, Netherlands. That's that's the top right there. Then, then we got some other ones that are outside. Canada, New Zealand, Sweden, and Australia. That's the top 10 right there. Pretty good. Any guesses where the United States fell? 50th. Hmm. 50th. What do you got? This is out of 156 countries, by the way. Oh, okay. Hold on, hold on. 37. I'm going to go higher. So 156 countries. 86. Based on life expectancy, social support, corruption, and other factors. And what do you say? 86. 37th. We're actually a lot happier than you guys think. We're 18th. Oh, we're 18. Better than I thought. But we've never broke the top 10 since the first report in 2012. Yeah. Who who releases this report? This is the UN, United Nations, releases this. Sounds a little biased to me. The the bottom (laughs) five guys. Bottom five. What do you got? Hmm. Uh, Too slow. Afghanistan. Burundi. That's a fact. In Africa is 156. Afghanistan. Nope. Um, Not in the top, but the bottom ten. Cambodia. Nope. 
Central African Republic would New be Guinea. number 55. South Sudan would be number 154. Uh, That's why the guy's upset and me struggling, Justin, by the way, okay. if you're yes! failing to put that one together. Yeah. Tanzania, Yemen. Now, this is one of the things that I find interesting. Hmm. Syria is at 150. Are you serious? <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, you'd expect... It's Syria. Sounds about so right. So it's six did from... Did you see what I did there? Six from... Ah, uh, serious. Are I, you I serious? Yep. Come on. Girl, come Someone on. has to... Here, let me drum fill. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Uh, things that have been so great uh, in Syria over the year, not so great, have no, they? We've really. seen them for really bad Don't things. They, like, they've had like civil wars and stuff in there? Yeah, there's been a lot of strife. Maybe yeah. the UN just doesn't care. There's been a lot of bombing. But this is the crazy part, right? It's 150. Last year... It was 152. Wait, what? How did Syria move up in the rankings <laughs> with what's going They moved up two spots. Well, maybe based off the poll, got rid more of some of sad the... people. You know, I'm not going to touch it. It's scary. It's Yeah. I, well, it's, it's, <laughs> but do you know where I'm going with that? But they raised, yeah. They, so there's now I more happy you. people okay. because the sad wow. people. Yeah. Just, okay. You can fill in the blank, Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Mm. That's, that's a... Is that dark? That's, that's a, a little, weird way of looking at dark. it. I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's a little yeah. dark, but I was thinking the same thing. Hypothesis? Thinking outside of the, of the box. I like it. You know. Guys, let's take a break. What do we do here? We're going to hear from our former guest, the Georgia Flood. We're going to hear Take a Hit. We'll be right back with more Ripped Headlines. More Ripped Headlines?
And we are okay. back here on the Doc G Show. We're jumping right back in yes! to the headlines, guys. That jump right back in, man. You need to take a hit and relax. No, I see what you did. You George need Blood. To uh, take a hit to the groin. You got a good. <laughs> <laughs> what? You got a good story from Port St. Lucie here, just down the 95 from us here, guys. Trusif. So, an officer spotted a car that seemed suspicious. You know how they knew it was suspicious? Hmm. Did they have smoke in the windows? It was driving five miles per hour in a 40 mile per hour zone. Oh, uh, yep. Little suspicious. Little suspicious. Uh, so, the cop pulled out slowly behind this car, right? And uh, immediately noticed that all four tires were flat. Wait, what? Oh, oh I hate when that happens. So, the cop finally got the car to stop. And as they were walking up to the car, they smelled alcohol coming out of the car and then noticed that there was a child in the back seat. Holy. Oh, gosh. When the cops asked the lady driving what's going on with the car, she said, nothing. That's a fact. And they said, are you sure? And she said, nah, it's good. That's right. And they said, nope, it's not. So they asked her to do a field <laughs> sobriety test. Shockingly, she failed the test. Oh, I thought you were about to say oh, she passed. Aced That'd it. be amazing. And she was charged with child neglect. No. I mean, surprising. You, you can't do Very that. Very surprising. I mean, that's pretty impressive child neglect. But Okaloosa County, Florida says, guess what? We can do better. What? That's right. What? Okaloosa. You guys ever been? Passed through what's, it. Uh, what's the city? It's it's down there beside uh, past, past Panama, past Tallahassee on 10. Yeah, I've been, right out, yeah I've been out there. So, uh, the deputies were called to a gas station where a man and a woman had passed out with a gas pump in the truck and a three-year-old child in the back of the truck. Hmm. Uh, once they got up to the truck, it wasn't too hard to find out why they were passed out. They looked in the truck and found methamphetamines, syringes, and oxycodone. Woo-hoo. Time to party. And the two were charged with child neglect and possession of controlled substances. Wait, what? They apparently had been out for two hours before. The, like, I like, they said in what? the story it was two hours, and I was like, it took two hours before the gas attendant was like, that seems weird. That car's been out there for a long time. <laughs> Normally, they don't take naps while they're getting gas. That's that strange. crazy. Yeah. No one cares in Okaloosa. Apparently not. They're loose out there, guys. Okaloosa. Ooh. What? That was an added one. Hey, guys, neither of you are married, right? No. Okay. No, Did, sure. I didn't miss that. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, there's a new thing on the market if you ever do decide to get married. What's it called? You know how uh, in boring, old, traditional way you uh, get an engagement ring mm-hmm. and you have your wife wear it? Blam. Dumb. Yes! What? Introducing the new style. 
You just embed a diamond into your finger. Sweet. That is not. Am I right? It's hitting the streets, guys. It's getting no. hit now. What happens when you get a divorce? You get it unembedded. What if you want to pawn it? Um, that's going to be rough. Oh, man. That's going to be rough, guys. So you just you just anchor the diamond right there in your skin. Sweet. Now this. Oh, that sounds awful. This is weird, but apparently. I need to look this up. Apparently dermatologists don't think this is a good idea. Girl, come on. I, I, yeah, no crap. I what? I was on the fence about that. <sighs> apparently these doctors. Dr. Monica said, first of all, these procedures are not being done by a doctor. It's a surgical procedure. There are a lot of important structures that are right under the skin, such as tendons. What? Blam. And apparently healing for this procedure takes about 20 weeks. What? And it can get hung on things, and then just which would be a real downer. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, just you get that tendon. hung uh, on maybe a hung on some pants and just uh, oh, or, ouchy. Uh, Jeez. But here, here, are you guys ready? You want to hear the downside of having a traditional lame ring? Yeah. Well, one downside is you could throw it away. That's a fact. Or you get fat and it doesn't fit anymore. That's another way to go, but my story doesn't relate to fatness, so there you go. Uh, A lady in Hall County, Georgia, guys, just north of Atlanta. Ever been to Hall County? Nope. Neither have I. Nah, Uh, cuh. What? Well, she accidentally threw three rings and a bracelet away that were worth $100,000. What? Yes. She then called up the sanitation crew after the trash was taken away, and she was like, hey, guys, I lost my rings. Can you find them? Girl, come on. This is a trash-collecting facility that takes in 300 tons of garbage a day. So when they, when she called and was like, hey, find my rings, they were like, all right, well, we've only collected like 50 tons, so that's a pretty easy task you got us yeah, going through. no problem. Right? But don't worry. Don't worry, she gave him a clue. Hmm. Her garbage bag was black. There you go. Nice. Now, Very... it, now it's only 25 tons. That's easy, <laughs> right? Cut it down in half. It's fine. Come on now. Amazingly, though, the they crew found... found her rings and jewelry. Dang. Now, really, the thing that I would love to do in this story, though, is get a follow up. I'd like to follow up with that lady. And see if that lady gave those five dudes. There were only five that were searching through all this garbage. They went through about approximately ten tons by the time they found it. Oh my god! Ten tons of gar- uh, garbage. I'd like to find if she actually gave them a huge tip Something, for that ser- yeah. uh, that search mission. Because first of all, if you're throwing away a hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry, I'm guessing you have a good amount of money. Yep. I mean, four Maybe. pieces of jewelry worth a hundred thousand dollars. Those are some rocks. That's that's some pretty good cash. Some there. boulders. And these guys didn't have to do that. You know, no. they could have called up, and she she could have called up, and they would have been like, "Yeah, well, it's gone." Yep. So, <laughs> and then they could have found it themselves and, and been not like, said oh, anything. What do you know? Yep. But they found it. They did that. She good better. Sm- good Samaritans. She better have given a a, a tip. Yes! Guys, you know what's a bad news article title? Hmm. Um. Here's one from Pittsburgh News Channel, KDKA TV. I'll leave you with this. Beaver County sees uptick in STD numbers. Wait, what? <laughs> That's the <laughs> title. You gotta be aware. 
Moving on. Guys, have you ever done a desk pop? Oh, that was it? That, that was it. Yes. Guys, have you ever done a desk pop? <laughs> a what? Desk pop? Yeah. Have it? you guys ever seen the movie, uh, The Other Guys with Will Ferrell? Yes. Yeah, desk uh, pop. Desk pop with where a police officer just, just fires, fires off, off your gun at your desk. Here, right? uh, I was thinking of a desk pop under the table. What? No, no, this was uh, over the table What's shooting their gun. Under the table? Dennis, What's don't worry about it. Dennis Alexander did this in real life. Hmm. Dennis, teacher in California, he was teaching a class in high school on administration of justice. Word. Administration. Administration of justice. Oh, administration. Yes. Administration. So in Seaside City, California, Dennis is a teacher, he's a council member, and he's a reserve officer. For the Sand City Police Department. He's a volunteer policeman. Yes. That's a fact. And he was teaching a class on administration of justice and giving a lesson on public safety awareness. When for some reason, he had a gun that he was doing this with, he pointed the gun at the ceiling, didn't know it was loaded, and accidentally discharged his firearm. What? Was he on the top floor? I hope so. God. <laughs> oh man! The incident uh, reported was that he had uh, that he had no injuries, so okay. mu- must God. have been. Uh, but the incident wasn't even reported for three hours. Wait, what? They didn't report it. Just really? like he locked them in the room. And said, hey, shut up! Shut up! Don't you tell us anybody? And then anything. it turns out he wasn't even supposed to have a gun for this lesson. Wow! Like he basically just wanted to he show off. His he just wanted to show off his volunteer <laughs> policeman. Check this out, guys. Got this. Uh, but I, nine M. I bet totally. I bet a hundred percent there was one dude sleeping in the pack. And all of a sudden, it's like. Oh, hey. Hey. Uh, Never sleeping in class again. Dude, that was crazy. Guys, are you ready? It's time for a little birthday suit. Numero dos. Here we go. Time for a little birthday suit. This one is If no. we can get Kevin Federline, we can get anyone. Well, yeah. I, I hate to tell you, this is no K-Fed. So oh. don't get your don't get your. I mean, I, I knew we were dropping down a notch, but... That's right. Taking it down. Okay, here we go. Come guys. on, then. Get ready for this. Here we go. Born. March 1st, what? or March 21st, 1985, in Palestine, Texas. Nice, cool. At the age of seven, our birthday suit wearer saw his own brother killed by a drunk driver while riding his bike. Ridiculous. He started playing sports, specifically football, to cope with this pain. Hmm. He played football, basketball, and track in high school, excelled in all three, but he was a standout in football and ended up going to the University of Oklahoma to play running back. Adrian Peterson? Yep, all day. All day, every day. AP, man. AP. Dang, I didn't know that about the brother. Yeah, I didn't know about that. That's true. He was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, seventh overall. He had seven 1,000-yard rushing seasons. In 2012, uh, ran for over 2,000 yards. Seven bowler... Uh, seven pro, what? Pro bowler seven times. MVP 2012. Adrian Peterson. Yes. He has single, single-handedly saved some of my fantasy seasons. There you go. Yep. He's so, a, a, happy birthday to you, man. A monster turning the big... Uh, three three. Is he uh, 
Is he still in the league this year? Did he sign? No, he yet? got cut by the Cardinals. Yeah, hasn't. Yeah, hasn't signed back. Okay, he Hopefully. wanted. He wanted to sign with the Texans because you know he's from Texas. He's a Texas man. True. He said yeah. it'd be a dream come true. That'd be cool. Well, for the Jaguars' sake, I hope he does not. But yeah. I hope he gets a chance. So. Well, he is thirty-three, so he's still know. a monster. He is a monster. Adrian, happy birthday, man! Let's take a break. And let's hear from our guest that we had back on January 24th. Rich Homie Cho. Mm. Uh, Wait, what? No, this is a musical guest. Oh. Rich Homie Cho's coming in here after this break. Yes, that's true. But we're going to hear from the musical guest, okay. the Band of Heathens. Uh, this is a song I didn't get to off of their most recent album, Duende. We're going to hear Trouble Came Early. You're trouble. I am trouble. Say what? Stick around. After this break, we're going to hear from Rich Cho. Our next guest on the show is owner-operator of a fantastic food website called Big Time Bites. We tried to have him on the show just about a month ago, and technology failed us. Girl, come on! But luckily for us, because he's such a nice guy, he agreed to come back on the show. It is none other than Rich Cho. Rich, how's it going? Hmm. Great. Doing well. How you guys doing? Doing good today, good, man. Good, thanks. Yeah, man. Doing even better now that you're on the show. Mm. There you go. There you go. So, how's how's the food life been, Rich? It's 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 good. Uh, we started the website at the end of July, yes! and uh, it's gotten a lot of positive feedback. Uh, it was featured in Sports Illustrated, uh, the New Yorker magazine, uh, a number of other publications and, and uh, newspapers. Uh, also been on a number of uh, podcasts. Also, That's right. And, uh, uh, thanks for inviting me today. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. So uh, speaking of that, let's let's. How did you get the idea to start Big Time Bites in July? What sort of gave you the idea to start it? Well, you know, I've always uh, had a love for food, and and uh, years ago when I started to travel more with my job. I'd ask uh, a lot of friends and coworkers for food recommendations in different cities. And I'd put them in a notebook. And, and when I went to those cities, I'd make it a point to try those recommendations. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd make a mental note of it or a written note of, of what I found out. And then I'd also venture out and try places that I, I found either through my own research or, or speaking to the hotel concierge or or um, just talking to locals and, and even if they were strangers. Nice. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, eventually uh, friends and family and coworkers started asking me for recommendations uh, either for their themselves or on behalf of others. And and uh, luckily, uh, I like a lot of different types of food and, and my palate's pretty wide. So um, uh, I'm able to give recommendations for most types of cuisine and everything from fine dining to hole in the walls. And so I, I started piling all the info and thought about creating a food blog. I started an Instagram at first and got a lot of positive feedback. So then I, I decided to move forward with uh, Big Time Bites and, and the actual website. 
Very nice. Very nice. You're, you're just talking about as far as like uh, talking to people on the, on the street. What, what would you say your, your best like sleuth work was that you found as far as like going to a city and you just started talking to somebody and you had to track down a meal? You know, I think like people love food around the world. So, so true. Uh, I think one thing that, that's a common theme is people love sharing their their knowledge about food and what they like and what they don't like and and i've always found that if um you know i'm i like talking to strangers i, I don't really have a problem Hello? striking a com up a conversation and uh just asking where the locals eat and uh uh you know i like to immerse myself in the culture when i'm in different parts of the country as well as uh, different parts of the world so I think it's um, uh, you can always have a friendly conversation about food and people love sharing um, recommendations and, and what they like and, and don't like and restaurants, dishes and, and so forth. Very nice. Very nice. Well, so so one of the things on Big Time Bites, you've got, you know, you've got guests visiting scouts that do the reviews That's right. uh, along with yourself. You've got 103 reviews yourself. And you've got 19 uh, or uh, 913 reviews total on Big Time Bites. Uh, out of the reviews that aren't yours, so you've got 103 of those. Out of the ones that aren't yours, uh, what would you say the, the best review that you've seen as far as uh, food that you, uh, you, you've tried before would be? You know, there's so many of them um, that uh, I don't know if I can single anyone out. But uh, like I said, I love hole in the walls as mm -hmm. well as fine dining. So I think w one nice thing about having visitor reviews is is I can always learn something. And uh, when I started the website, one thing I really wanted to do was make it different mm -hmm. than any other food blog uh, because there's uh, you know tons and tons of food blogs out there. Oh yeah. Some of the things that distinguish Big Time Bites from other blogs are uh, one, it's it's got a sports theme throughout the site, so mm -hmm. all my reviews are called scouting reports, and visitors to, visitors to the site can file their own visitor scouting reports, like you said, and we have a rating system to rate all the dishes. Um, rotation starter all-star franchise and hall of fame mm -hmm. and um we also have a feature similar to a like on instagram except it's called the fist bump so oh, yeah. if you enjoy reading someone's report you can fist bump them Sweet. um and a couple other things really distinguish big time bites from other sites um it's dish oriented instead of restaurant oriented and and then the other thing that distinguishes big time bites is um even the lowest rating in our rating system is rotation. It's still a big time dish. So that way when visitors come to the site, they won't have to sift through all the negativity to find uh, positive reviews. It's just uh, positive reviews instead of negativity that you find uh, on other sites. I like it. Yeah. Hey, Rich, so have you tried any of the scouting reports on your website, like personally, that the other people have put up? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I have. And um, I, you know, it's I think it's a nice tool because uh, um, I might go to a city that I've never been to or maybe I've been to a city and I wanted to try something different. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a lot of stuff on there from a lot of different cities, a lot of different restaurants and a lot of, a lot of great dishes on the site. 
Cool, cool. Well, I've no, I've noticed Food Guy. He's been putting in work yes. on it. He's got, <laughs> he's got like seventy-two reviews on there. He's, Say what? He's going to town in in Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a guy that that loves food too, and and uh, he uh, sent me to this um, great uh, taco place mm. in Portland um, called La Sarenita. And uh, like I said, I love hole in the walls, and, and, and it's got great tacos. Very nice, very nice. Well, so you yourself, you've made 103 reviews on Big Time Bites. Uh, and I noticed actually a while ago, it was closer to the, 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 the first reviews that you did, you actually did a challenge. You reviewed a, a food challenge. What? Uh, BT's 4020 Challenge. Got to eat 40 ounces of hamburger in 20 minutes. Now, uh, do you do a lot of challenges, or was that was that sort of a, a rarity? You know, I don't do a lot of challenges only because I don't see them a lot. But <laughs> uh, for a guy my size, uh, you know, six foot one sixty-five, I can put the food <laughs> down pretty well. So uh, I was able to do that challenge, and I just wanted to see if I could do it to get my picture on the wall, <laughs> and. Uh, um and get a you know the the meal paid for um but <laughs> yeah 40 out 40 ounces in 20 minutes and uh i barely beat the clock i got, I got it in like 19 minutes and change very nice so, uh no I'll, I'll i'll always do a food challenge if i see one Sweet. very nice how, how tough was that how, like how full i mean you obviously right on the clock but how full were you after could you could you run it again if you had to hmm. no i couldn't run that again <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely full. All right. Okay. I, I figured 40 ounce. I mean, you know. Two and a half pounds. Yeah. Doing a pretty solid amount of weight yeah. there. Um, so I noticed, though, on that food challenge, you gave it a rot- uh, rotation rating. So I'm, I'm guessing, obviously, because you've listed some burgers at, uh, at at least all-star status. So I'm guessing you've had better burgers as far as the quality of burger. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm always looking for a good burger. Yeah, and uh, we actually have a great burger here in Charlotte uh, at the cellar. Yeah, yeah, cellar burger cellar at Duckworth's, and and uh, it's you know it's on the site. Um, that's a terrific burger. Uh, I like my burgers thick. Mm-hmm. Um, I know everybody's got you know different different tastes, but uh, I like my burgers to be thick because I like a medium rare, and if the the patty's too thin then uh, I'm not that big of a fan because it typically gets overcooked that way. Yeah, it's, it's tough with those tall burgers, though. That's the thing, is when you have one of those with a thick patty, it's tough to get a full bite, you know? Mm-hmm. It's tough. Depending on what toppings you have on the burger, exactly. too. Exactly. If you're topping it out with stuff, that gets a little rough. Then you're then you're looking <laughs> at a mountain of burger there. Jeez. <laughs> but so you've got, you've got 11 total Hall of Fame dishes. So out of your 103, about 10% are getting that rarefied air of Hall of Fame dishes. Sweet. Um, since it's March Madness right now, I want to do a little bit of a tournament. I want to do a little tournament based off of what you're hungry for right now. So I want you to basically base this off of if you had to eat a meal right now, I'm going to give you a choice of two of your Hall of Fame dishes and you're going to decide which one you'd want to eat right now, okay? Okay. And we're going to find out what the the record holder is for tonight as far as what you would want to eat Hall of Fame dishes. All right. 
First one we've got is the foie gras with sticky rice from Ollie Irene's versus the lobster roll from Neptune's Oyster House. Which one would you rather have right now? Mm. Ooh, I'd have to go with the, I mean, the foie gras is awesome uh, at Ali Irene's, mm-hmm. but I'd have to go with the lobster roll. That, uh, the lobster roll at Neptune Oyster House in Boston, it's, it's um it's an amazing amazing uh restaurant an amazing lobster roll well you have other dishes from that uh that place on uh on the site right oh yeah i sure do the lobster roll itself though uh you you definitely have to try that if you're in boston and um uh it's as you can see by the picture the um the lobster rolls uh lump crab meat uh, lump lobster meat Mm -hmm. and um it not there's no filler in there uh the the bread itself is nice and warmly toasted now that's Uh, the one that you can get a choice right of either hot or cold as far as the actual roll itself yeah yeah i like it hot myself that's the one that comes with the with with butter right instead of mayonnaise yeah oh nice yep very nice, very nice. Okay, so we've got the lobster roll win- winning that round. Okay, the next one, fried chicken from Homegrown uh, versus the sea bass tartare from Ostra. Which one, or Ostra, I'm not sure how you say that. Um, yeah, Ostra. Uh, well, you know, the fried chicken at, in Asheville at uh, Homegrown is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is, but the sea bass tartare at Ostra in Boston is one of my favorite dishes in the entire world. Uh-oh. So I'm going with that one. Oh man, sea bass wins out. All right, we got a we got a seafood we got a seafood battle coming up. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got two noodle soups in the in the next one. We've got fish chowder noodle soup from uh, BB's and we've got the chicken noodle soup uh, from a restaurant I can't pronounce in Thailand. Wait, what? Which oh, one? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that one. Um, I'm going with the one in uh, in Thailand. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just uh, I love that place. It's a super duper hole in the wall. Uh, they're both hole in the walls, but um, there's something about being overseas in Thailand that I absolutely love. Where um, you go to a place and there's a peacefulness about Thailand where. Uh, you go to a place and you've got at this place, there's a lady probably 90 years old running the thing and they don't care about the corporate rat race or anything like that. They don't care about basketball, football, anything, politics. It's just uh, good food and um, just love it there. They care about noodle soup. That's what they care about. Very nice. All right. Okay. Beating out the beating out the Burmese soup. Okay. All right. Uh, now we've got premium fatty tuna uh, versus the ricotta gnocchi from Fig. Which one is gonna win there? Hmm. Oh man, that's just tough call. Oh yeah. Doc G. That. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what? Uh, I'd have to the. Kabuto, um, the premium fatty tuna yeah. one in Vegas. That's uh, one of my favorite sushi places in, in, in the country. But uh, I have to go with the ricotta noki because um, oh. that pasta dish itself, uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's 
done at a um, a really well-known, highly acclaimed restaurant called Fig in Charleston. Mm -hmm. And uh, that ricotta just melts in your mouth. Um, It's it's you have to definitely try that if you're ever in Charleston because it's it it'll blow you away it's an amazing amazing dish very well i I saw somebody else actually evaluated that That has been twice that 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 dish has been evaluated on big time bite so it's got to be it's got to be big time it's got to be big time it it is big time uh it's got a the dish itself is uh nice and light Mm -hmm. um and it's got great flavor and and like you said the note of the uh it, it just kind of melts in your mouth. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, so let's go now. We've got the lobster roll versus the sea bass tartare. Which one wins out? Hmm. Oh, my. That's like, uh, you know. Choosing children right there? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> right now, what you're feeling. What would you rather okay, have? Okay, right, right now, those both those dishes I love. This, I, I just love the sea bass tartare. That, okay. That one of my favorite dishes of all okay one of my favorite dishes of all time okay so now we've got the noodle soup from thailand versus uh the the ricotta noki Hmm. which one's which one's going to the next round you know i I gotta go with the noodle soup oh noodle soup's winning out all right championship round we've got the we've got the sea bass tartare versus the noodle soup which one are we having tonight for dinner Hmm. i'm going with the noodle soup Oh, wow. <laughs> Noodle soup. Let's get the, the jet. The March Madness is continuing. Let's I had sea bass in my bracket, man. Oh. Let's, let's get the jet ready. We're going to Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be worth it. Trust me. My okay. gosh. Okay. That one out. So tonight, Noodle Soup wins. But all of those were some of your Hall of Fame dishes. Yes! I, I got to be honest. That was one of the things. So I've noticed... We've got 730 scouts on Big Time Bites that have evaluated food. There's a new one on there. Wait, what? Ben Gordon, a.k.a. Doc G. I am a new scouter for Big Time Bites. I'm very excited about this. Uh, me, me and Dave, we went out to uh, one of my favorite seafood places here in Jacksonville. We went to Safe Harbor Seafood Market and Restaurant. Sweet. It's, uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty great. Um, I will say I didn't check before I went there. You oh, know man, what that, that line? What? Well, I, d- I didn't check the the actual website, the uh, Big Time Bites website, to see you know the most picked dishes. And mm-hmm. I chose I chose the Red Snapper. I didn't know how popular Snapper was on Big Time Bites. I didn't know that it had already been reviewed five times. Really? On big time. Now, obviously, not Safe Harbors. Yeah, not Safe Harbors in uh, general. Snapper, but Snapper in general, five other times. So it's a it's a pretty popular dish. Is that one of your favorite fishes, uh, Red? Hmm. Yeah, no, I love I love Red Snapper. Uh, it's not too firm, not too uh, flaky. Yes! Mm-hmm. It's kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, I like red snapper. Very nice. And, um, uh, you, you know, obviously there's different types of preparation and, yeah. uh, but I liked your report. I, I, Very nice. I liked it a lot actually. Um, 
uh first of all you got a a nice picture there Mm -hmm. that Uh, uh, dave dave gets credit for the picture i tried to take the picture and i didn't use portrait mode you don't have portrait mode on your phone so i couldn't be fancy with the portrait taking so dave had to take over credit to him photo cred to dave but yeah that uh so with it you know now in my review for listeners that haven't gone, go check it out, bigtimebites.com there. Uh, in my review, since I made my snapper an all-star on mm-hmm. the grading scale, mm-hmm. I likened it to Clay Thompson. Mm. And the reason I likened it to Clay Thompson is it's one of those things that it's so consistently good. Every time you go, it's so great that you forget how great it is. Yep, almost underappreciated. Exactly, yep. very underappreciated. You haven't had it for a while, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I'm going to have that again. You're like, oh, my God, that's killer. I forgot. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Yes. Perfectly, perfectly combined basketball and food in that analogy, if I say so myself. I did a great I job on it. it. Ah, yes. I love it. I love the analogy. <laughs> Thank you. There, well, I mean, I think, I think it goes without saying that I got two fist bumps. Granted, you were one of those fist bumps. <laughs> but still, I got two fist bumps. Is that? It's got to be like the fastest record to two fist bumps in history of big time bites and from the two biggest reviewers you and food guy yep i mean yeah, you're, yeah. you're on the hall of fame basically both giving me the uh giving me the fist bump for it now i'm i'm gonna guess right i went with black and fish there at uh safe harbor i'm guessing you're not a a, a black and fish type of guy you go pan seared am i right hmm I like it both. Okay. Okay. Both. Yeah, I'll, I'll switch that up and and um, yeah, this looks like a nice spot. I, yeah. Uh, I'll have to try it next time I'm out there. Yeah, exactly. Let us know. We'll we'll all go out. We'll all go out to yeah, I mean, uh, Safe you know, Harbor. You know it's fresh. The boats were right out there. They had the whole market going. It was it was a cool spot for sure. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, we don't review restaurants in at Big Time Bites as a scouter. That's not what I do. Mm-mm. But I do know that I mean, it's you can you can get any type of fish you want. Yes! Yep. I mean, as far as they they bring it fresh, the boats right outside. I mean, if you ask for a fish that they don't have, they will go out to sea catch it bring it back before you even pay for your meal. What? Okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but. It's fresh fish. It's fresh fish that they have there. It's pretty good stuff. Sweet. So uh, next time you come down, we'll all go out. It'll be an extravaganza to to Safe Harbor. It'll be good stuff. Now, the next thing that I want to do, I know you consider yourself a foodie on the consuming side of food. We've got this established. You're no chef. Nope. But you're a foodie yeah, I, on. I don't. I don't cook. I just eat. Exactly. Which you, I think all of us in this room are a bit more eaters than we are chefers. Agreed um, with that. Exactly. So we're gonna. Luckily for the listeners, I stole a food evaluation quiz from the best source on the internet, American Express Essentials website. Am I right? That's hmm. obviously where everybody gets their quizzes. Nope. For sure. For okay. Sure. Okay. Just making sure. I'm gonna test your food ability. Are you Are you ready, Rich? Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Trust me. It's 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 th- th- there may be some curveballs in there, but I think you're gonna do pretty well. Yes! Okay. Okay. Here's the first question. What is the basis of a roux? Flour and blank. 
And this, these are multiple choice. So here's the first uh, multiple choice. A, melted butter, or B, melted cheese. Hmm. Oh, I guess uh, I'll have to go with uh, melted butter. There it is. There it is. First one on the board. Very nice, Rich. Okay. This one. This one's a curveball. This one's. Uh, this one's fairly tough here. Uh, what has a higher fat content? A sour cream, or B creme fraiche? Hmm. Higher fat content. Uh, I'm not a fan of either, but I'll take creme fraiche. <laughs> There it is. Two Whoa. for two. Shooting. Shooting. Here we go. Are, are you on the website right now, Rich? That's what you did, didn't yeah, you? You brought it up. It. He's, yep. he's Googling the website. I knew it. All right. I don't even know what website is it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you that, obviously. Jeez. All right. Which popular nut is actually a legume? Hmm. We have A, peanut, or B, hazelnut. I'll, I'll just say peanut, I guess. Boom. He's shooting <laughs> the dark, and he's getting it right. So now we've got an apple strudel originates from which country? A, Austria, or B, Switzerland? Oh. Hmm. That sounds German to me, but... Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'll say, uh, Switzerland. Oh, first one wrong. Okay, it's all right. It's all right. We're still three for four here. Okay. Have you ever had any coal cannon before, uh, Rich? What? Cold can coal cannon? Coal cannon. It's an no. Irish dish. Nope. Okay, so coal cannon contains potatoes and blank. Is it A, kale or cabbage, or B, Kohlrabi or spinach? Hmm. Oh, uh, shoot, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to, since I don't know what kohlrabi is, I'll say uh, kale. There it is. There it is. Shooting in the dark again. He's, he's getting he's, That was logic. He's logic there. He's using logic. I like it. It's, it's down-to-earth thinking here. All right. A traditional Mediterranean aioli uh, contains A, garlic, or B, Chickpeas, a traditional Mediterranean aioli. Hmm. Uh, I would say garlic, because I'm not really familiar with. There it is. There it is. He's on. He's on. Mm -hmm. He's on the board. Only one wrong so far. Okay. Japanese meat substitute. A uh, substitute seitan is made from a smoked tofu or b wheat gluten. Japanese meat substitute seitan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, uh, you got me there. Uh, I'll say uh, the tofu. <sighs> okay, okay, it's all right. It's okay. That's, that's that's he's five for seven, folks. Five for seven. All right, here we go. Ceviche. Ceviche is typically associated with which country? Is it A. Peru or B. Italy? I'd say Peru. Boom. There it is. He's back. He's back in the. He's back in the black. Back in the groove. There it is. All right. To uh, to cut your food in the style of chiffonade, hmm. is that to cut it into small cubes or thin strips if you chiffonade the food? Yeah, I've actually heard of that. That's thin strip. There it is. Ooh. There it is. The terminology. Now, this one I know you've, you've heard before, and I'm going to screw it up because uh, <laughs> I don't speak Japanese. Uh, but omakase at a sushi restaurant means what? A, 
I'll leave it up to the chef or B to politely hail the waiter. That's where you leave it up to the chef and they charge you tons of money. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. So eight out of ten on the foodie quiz. Now one bonus question. Of the following, which is the best food website? A, foodnetwork.com or B, Big Time Bites. I'll give you a hint. Hmm. It's it's B. (laughs) (laughs) That's... That's it. There it is. So speak, speaking of sushi, I actually saw you uh, you brought that up as far as leaving it up to the chef when you were talking about the uh, the tuna, uh, as far as your your favorite tuna there. Um, do you do that often when you go to sushi restaurants? No, I I like to pick myself most of the time because if I, what I found on the omakase, if you leave it up to the chef. They give you stuff that you might not like, like, like you know, egg or, or stuff that um, is not that appetizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'd rather order a lot of my favorites. I'm a big Toro guy, Hamachi. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I like my own different uh, types of things. So I like to order uh, uh, myself instead of omakase. Very nice, very nice. And so, where where would you say your your favorite uh, sushi place is around you right now in the Charlotte area? Hmm. In the Charlotte area, yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have a great. Sushi oh no! Here. And that's one of your yeah. favorite. That's one of your favorite types of food, right? Yeah, I have to kind of go for really great sushi. I got to kind of go out of town. Roughing it, man. Roughing it without a sushi place. Guys, where's your favorite sushi place in Jacksonville? Hmm. Ooh, Sashimi Fusion's pretty good. Um, That's sounding pretty weak just by the name. I don't feel like that's... (laughs) What? (laughs) See, Rich Uh, agrees with me. He heard that and was like, lame. That's what he said about that place. What do you got, Justin? So, since I can only eat salmon or tuna... Right. I mean, I don't really have a good like place to go, but I like Maya Sushi. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That sounds better by the name. Dude, I'll take you to Sashimi. You'll never say that ever again. Okay. I like going to like all-you-can-eat sushi it's probably. <laughs> it's Rich, probably got Rich that cream cheese yeah, going probably, on yeah. in there. But all-you-can-eat sushi place is for me. I'm mm. only a rookie in the sushi game. So. Obviously. I can oh, only eat tuna and salmon, guy. That's that's true. Rich, in case you didn't know, Justin has a, sea, Shell, a yeah, shellfish, shellfish allergy. Yeah. So yeah, he man. can I'm he, limited. He can't indulge oh. in that great in that great lobster roll. He can't have oh, that. I love lobster rolls. He's missing it. But out. I would love to enjoy a sea bass tartare with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it got second. It got runner-up in our tournament. It didn't win first, but you Top can enjoy two, it. I guess, is cool. Exactly. Exactly. Yes! Well, Rich, if you had, uh, it, do you have any new uh, food items that you're planning on putting on the website? Any new evaluations coming out in the in the yeah, next? I've got, yeah, I've got some. Uh, I've got a few that uh, I'm going to put up here in the next. Uh, few days uh next week or so um i might put one up tomorrow or tonight very nice uh yeah you'll you'll see some coming up well it's dangerous man i hadn't eaten before this interview and i was looking at all these pictures of food and i was just getting hungry and hungrier every time i was looking at these pictures Mm -hmm. man 
I gotta. I, I I'm gonna have to take a break and go eat here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rich, I I want to thank you uh, for coming on the show, man. But we're we're against a break right now. But I I can't thank you enough for coming back on the show. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's fantastic. Listeners out. Get up to Charlotte. Look me up. Exactly. We got you. Got to come down here. We'll take you out to Safe Harbor, maybe somewhere new. Uh, they were listing all the restaurants in Jacksonville before uh, before we started the interview there. So we've got we got a list of all the the local spots that we need to hit. Okay, it's gonna be good, man. But listeners out there, you need to check out Big Time Bites. It's at bigtimebites.com and on Instagram at Big Time Bites. You get all the updates as far as the uh, as far as the weekly scouting reports, as far as the new things coming out. So make sure you check it out. Rich, thanks again, man. Okay, thank you. Take care. I've been standing still, standing still for too long now. I've been running circles in my mind. I can hear the rhymes thumping clear like a heartbeat. See them with your eyes. I am just a clock hanging crooked from your drywall. Stress you out and wake you up at night. I can turn my back, turn my back while my hands steal. Now you will remember what is mine. Well, rinse and then repeat, rinse and then repeat. Rinse and then repeat, going down to the riverside. Rinse and then repeat, rinse and then repeat, rinse and then repeat, going down, going down, yeah. Go and take your pills, take your pills to your throat, please. Fever dreams and taste of turpentine. I'm a runaway, see how far I get with bare feet. Picking splinters just to pass the time. I'm picking splinters just to pass the time. Well, rinse and then repeat.
And we are back on uh, the show. That would be the Doc G Show. Oh, my Bob Saget. Big ups to Rich Cho for being on the show, man. The man. Good stuff. All kinds of big-time bites right there. If you want to check out my evaluation of Red Snapper Blackened, Say what? you can on BigTimeBites.com. You can also check out all of Rich Cho's 103 evaluations along with the 790 from other folks on his website. I can't wait to do one. Check it out. It's going to be good. Show them to I think me. maybe we should do something else in the Jacksonville area. Maybe uh, car mines. Do you have any? Oh, you have any? Uh, you have I've any local mines. local places, Justin? Blue local Boys. Dishes. Blue Boys Sandwich Shop. Blue Boys. Hmm. Never had it. <gasps> Is it a phenomenal sandwich? It's phenomenal. They have a two pound. Wait, what? What was it? Blue Boys. Blue Boys. I've heard of Lubies. Yes. Yeah. Lubies. Yeah. Oh. Blue Boy. Where's Lube, Where's Blue Boys? It, it was right next to Ju, but now the other one's on the north side. Ah. They shut that one down. What? Food poisoning? No, it just, they sold out. <laughs> oh, sold out. They can never bring it back. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, guys. Are you ready for special edition Stop Faking the Funk? Sure. This is yep. special record edition of Stop Faking the Funk. Why is, it, why is it a record? Because they're both records. So, wait, so wait, one's wait. a real record, one's a fake record that we're guessing. There we go. All right. Here well, we come go. Come on. Blind woman runs 81 miles in 12 hours on treadmill to break Guinness record. Wow. Or blimp toes water skier into Guinness Book of World Records. Wait, what? what is it second one again? Blimp toes water skier into Guinness Book of World Records. That just seems lazy. I don't think he could make that up. Mm. You don't think so? No. I'm going to let you take over then. I think the real one is the blimp and the water skier. Trick question. They're both real. They're both real records. Yes. Yes. So many records. First one. 81 miles. That's right. First one, Sinead Kane. 120 or 12 hours, sorry. 12 hours. 12 hours, 81.09 miles in 12 hours to set the record. Not uh, nothing with the blindness, right? For 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 just all in in everybody, all females, the most that's ever been ran by uh, a female in 12 hours. That's impressive. Yeah. And she said she was doing it to let people know disabilities don't stop a person. Props to you, Sinead. Yes. Good I like record. That. I like that message. Uh, and then Carrie McCollum broke a record by water skiing for 6.9 miles while being towed by a blimp. It's hmm. pretty cool. How fast did you go on that? It looked pretty slow. I saw yeah, the I saw the it. video. Yeah. It wasn't the most exciting uh, <laughs> tow. I'm gonna be honest. And it was sponsored by T-Mobile. So the blimp had a big T-Mobile on the side oh, of sick. it. Sick. Yeah. So I don't really see the talent in water skiing. No, you'd probably just get bored. Like, uh, all right, I stop. I want to stop. Yeah. Do you think he now. just yeah. gave up after that six point nine? Well, yeah. Yeah. Apparently they attempted it before and they didn't get far enough. Ah. It was like five point two, which was shy of the last record, which I think was five point six. Yeah. So, yeah. Anywho, mm. that has been two records, guys, and I. Sp- 
put it in there with a fake stop faking the funk. Yeah, Dang. forget Tricky. you. Tricky. You little trickster. Last birthday suit, guys. All right, we'll make up for it right here, Justin. Come on now. Here we go. Show them to us. Born March 21st, 1962. Ooh, old. In <laughs> what? <laughs> Girl, come on. 56. Yeah. Like he's disgusting. <laughs> in Manhattan, New York. Our birthday suit lover, uh, lover, our birthday suit wearer yes, loved love acting and performed at a young age. Mm-hmm. His first big role was in a play called On Valentine's Day. You said his first role? His, yes. Uh-huh. His first big movie role was in 1983 when he starred in the movie War Games. His breakout role was playing Ferris Bueller. Matthew Broderick. Boom. There it is. Ferris Bueller. Dang. It's his birthday, good, good man. Grab Justin. Yeah. Ma- Matthew him. Broderick. That is him. He also 56. played in Cable Guy with Jim Carrey, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he was also the voice of the adult Simba in The Lion King. You didn't know really? that. Really? Yeah. Was he really? Mm-hmm. That was him. Yeah. He's also Inspector Gadget. And he's married to Sarah Jessica Parker. What? Oh, what? No, he's not. It is. And it's always weird when you see them together. I mean, it's not that, it's not like that I feel like one's too attractive for the other or anything like That's that. That's what I feel. I, I just find like they're just an odd couple. They, they don't match. Yeah, I don't, She's out of his league. I don't feel... Back when she, she used to be an item back in the day with Robert Downey Jr., I saw that. Those two together, I was like, I, I can, can see, see you that. guys mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, I don't, but they've been married for like 20-some years. So Really? Yeah. They've been Good married for, for a long time. Uh, but happy birthday to the Matthew Abroderick. Yes. His birthday. Bueller. Huh? What Bueller. 56, huh? yeah. Yes. Bueller. 56. What? Yeah. You guys love that movie, right? Bueller. Awesome movie. Fantastic. Great 80s classic. Guys, it is the end of the show, but I do want to plug our next week's show, which is going to be fantastic. We are going to have the band Carbon Leaf on the show. New one. Yeah, Carbon Leaf, big deal. Uh, Had a fantastic, if you haven't checked out their 2004 album, Indian Summer, it is a fantastic album. Of course, their whole catalog, terrific. My favorite album being Indian Summer from 2004, but they've been doing it. They've been plugging the band forever, just chugging along. They are going to be on the show. Can't wait to talk with those guys. Nice. Good stuff. But until then, guys, we are going to go ahead and close up shop. I don't want to. We're going to close up the Doc G shop. No. That was me shutting it down. That just that. I don't know what that was. It's very quick. Yeah, it was. Uh, Small door. It was Small door. It wasn't really a big shutdown procedure. It was like procedure. closing the chest. Small <laughs> door. A little That's small. Yep. But I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And Dave Burles, Berlin. I don't want to go, Doc. We've got to. <laughs> Until next time. Zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo da. <laughs>